0: The GameCube GameCube. was cool. Hosted by Mike Lane and Neil Gilbert. GameCube.
1: GameCube. GameCube. Anyway, I got up this morning, right, and like, I don't know, I started off the day on a weird note. I was going to try and do some reading, which I never do, but I... Uh, I was looking for a bookmark that I could have sworn was on my bookcase, and it's gone. I don't think I've ever used a bookmark more than twice in my life.
2: I thought bookmarks were, like went extinct. Like I don't know. I I don't know the last time I've ever used a bookmark.
1: No, since Kindle, I mean they're pretty stupid. That you get them for free whenever you buy a book. So I guess that's why. Yeah, but, uh, I guess you're right. You can you can buy bookmarks. I don't know if you I don't know if you know this, but. If you go to like a chapters, there's like a little cart, like with bookmarks, they're all nice and pretty and they have like little feathers on them and crap, but you say, I cart God, man, I don't know where the hell, like I only have one. Now I'm using post-it notes what else am I supposed to do?
2: Bookmarks are one of those things that you like, you don't want any more. You don't want people to give you any more, but whenever you actually need it, it's never to be found.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, I have a ton of pens for the longest time. Pens were my thing. Like I just didn't, couldn't find a pen. That's
2: a Seinfeld um, bit. I'm pretty sure.
1: I think it is. Yeah. yeah. A thousand people own, you know, th- millions of pens are sold a year. No one has one. Yeah. For me, it's right now it's bookmarks. Uh, I, I like, I do like to read. I'm not an idiot, but like I, you know, I had a book, I finished a book last week, put the bookmark on the bookcase. Haven't touched that bookcase in a week. Go mm-hmm. there this morning. I don't know. It's gone. So that's how I started my day.
2: <laughs> well, you, uh, you went on a nice, uh, nice walk today. So that's good. Beautiful day outside.
1: I, I did a run and a walk. Yeah, that's right. Damn. I'm trying to have ninety year old knees by the time I'm thirty. That's my goal. <laughs> You're
2: almost there. You have nine <laughs> you have ninety year old feet from standing forever in the deli.
1: Yeah, so then my knees, then it's my hips. I need to get a hip replacement after that from mm-hmm. forty. Then I'll be in the ground by sixty. So that's my that's my goal. That's my goal.
2: That's a good timeline.
1: Yeah, I think so. What am I gonna do anyway with, with an extra, you know, thirty <laughs> to forty years on this planet?
2: <laughs> <laughs> another podcast. What are we gonna what are we gonna do? It's uh, probably another podcast. Hey, I was looking at our stats and we're almost at 100 downloads. That's insane. Yeah, pretty good. That's crazy. <laughs> what was the first episode like? 20. 20, we were at uh, 20 when we recorded the last episode and you were like, "Oh." Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> th-
1: that blew my mind. Like, we're going to have to start looking up how to handle fame with this.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: my math is correct. That means that 500 people are going to download the FIFA podcast.
2: Uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. We'll get 500 big FIFA GameCube nerds downloading this podcast doing like some
1: research on this and you could easily get every single FIFA game on this GameCube for about 50 bucks
2: yeah like five like there's six FIFA games or no there's seven FIFA games I believe so I guess we should introduce the episode this is uh the GameCube was cool episode three and episode three is all gonna be all be about soccer games for the GameCube and soccer games in the sense of mostly FIFA, mostly realistic soccer games, uh, but we're throwing in a couple of fun ones in there, too. So uh, and we're going to have a special guest today. So it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: Well, he's going to actually be like hosting, I think.
2: He's basically going to be hosting because so for me, I've only played 0-3 and 0-6 FIFA and I say play in a very, very like loose sense of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's more that someone played it once and said, "Do you want to also play this?" When I was like ten. Okay. So
1: that's kind of where they we're at. You a controller, like it was a baby crying. You're like, uh. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh my god. I'm actually kind of interested to talk about ESPN Sports a little bit in this, and I'm sure Marty did some research on uh, on that because ESPN tried really hard to get into the sports gaming arena and failed miserably. Oh, Um, yeah.
1: And it it does show because uh, ESPN games, like if you want to pick them up on GameCube, they are not cheap.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because they weren't they no one really bought them, but they're apparently pretty good. Apparently, the ESPN MLS Extra Time that we're going to be talking about is a good game. But just no one bought it because I mean, why?
1: Sports games for me are weird. I've never I don't think I've ever owned a traditional sports game. Like I don't have any FIFA's. Excuse me. I don't have any Madden's or NHL's. I never understood why you would want every single year. Uh, I know a lot of people, they must be buying every single year of NHL, FIFA, Madden, because they sell tens of millions every single year since the 90s. But like for me, I would think you would just want one sports game per generation. But obviously I'm wrong.
2: I think a lot of it is is less that the kid wants the sport game or whoever's playing it. I feel it's more like the parents uh, or whoever who needs to buy these kids Christmas presents or birthday presents it's just like oh little Timmy likes soccer let's get in the new FIFA game right that's a that's a easy easy sell
1: yeah if your kid's into soccer and you you have to pick between FIFA and Animal Crossing the odds are you're, you're probably going to go for FIFA yeah it's true They're usually cheaper too than than whatever game your kid probably wanted
2: yeah. B- back then they were for sure. Now, now the games are, uh, sports games are arguably the most expensive games because they have so many different versions. They have the deluxe editions that you get to play, uh, the game three days before it comes out. You get like all the uh, extra cards. And I mean, stuff. they
1: look fun to play. They don't look difficult. Like it's not like you have to understand insane, uh, patterns like football. Um, So it's a pretty easy, I think it's probably the most accessible sports game to play. Um, But I'm really excited to hear you and Marty talk about the games because I I have never seen a GameCube with a FIFA game in it. (laughs) Honestly say I've never seen FIFA being played on a TV. I watched a little bit of footage uh, of one of them. I don't know which one. Doesn't matter. No, it does not. (laughs) Uh, Just I think it was the launch one. But yeah, um, so the only preparation I have are I'll read the back of the boxes the date of the game coming out, uh, the developers, other platforms, if if people want to, for some reason, hunt down some of these games. And then uh, for fun, I'll try and say the name of the uh, players on the front of the box.
2: <laughs> Actually, that's a really good one. I will... Keep in mind, I've never heard their
1: names. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i never. Not only have I not played a soccer game, I've never watched a game of soccer in my life. <laughs> I've never read a minute about it. I've never heard a review of a game, like a physical soccer game. Even the Olympics, I don't watch it. So is Marty gonna do a? Is he like waiting on on deck, or is he gonna just gonna pop in like Zaffar did? Of course, everybody knows famous uh, Luigi's Mansion reviewer Zaffar from uh, episode two.
2: Well, yeah, Zaffar got poached by IGN. So.
1: Oh wow, that was fast.
2: <laughs> You know, after uh, after that, that stellar introduction that he had on our podcast and those 50 downloads that came with it, he was right on that IGN. Those are are
1: IGN level numbers for sure. Fifty, Yeah, Uh, I listen. By the way, I guess I guess this now's a good time to plug. I if you're listening to this, uh, we're also on Instagram. You can go ahead and follow us there. We will post. Roughly around the same time that every episode goes live, Uh, just to let you know, you can download the podcast on uh, Apple Podcast, Podbean, or Spotify. You can just search up the GameCube Pod. We have five followers there. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Send. uh, You know, go ahead and follow us there. Uh, DM (laughs) us if you have any questions for the show.
2: I hope everyone has questions about this 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 particular episode. Uh, So I see that our friend Marty Thompson has joined us here. Uh, Marty, how are you? Good. Thank you for having me on the the show. The GameCube is cool. The show is that what I'm supposed it's to. It's the it? GameCube was cool. Yeah, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> God damn it! it the GameCube now. is cool. I like the name because it's like it's like you're really. It's a look back. Yeah, and it's like you're trying to tell someone. Yeah, it's yeah. like the GameCube was
1: cool, man. Yeah, we're trying to defend it. Damn
2: it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a defending. <laughs> it's a defending move. That's why I love Victor's like delivery of it when he said the GameCube oh, yeah, awesome. was cool.
1: Yeah, he said it like five times in the intro. You heard it. You heard it. You have to whisper it too, because you can't yell that you love the GameCube, because people are going to think you're weird. You have to like really be subtle about liking the GameCube, I think.
0: GameCube. He's like, I I love the GameCube,
1: though. It's like an ASMR. You admit to it
2: like you're an ASMR. It's a bit weird when, why they did that little whisper. I don't know. Do you you have any insight on that, Neil, of where that whisper came from?
1: No. I think that they probably just wanted to get away from Sega yelling there.
2: Sega! Sega!
1: Like, I think they just wanted to be like, it's just the game
3: (laughs) 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 But then that sort of set the bar, that set the bar kind of low, unfortunately.
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, well, there's, I guess, there's Playstations, which is kind of a whisper. PlayStation. PlayStation.
1: It was like a robot voice.
2: Yeah, it's like a whisper robot. that was
1: the first playstation the playstation 2 was just like a sound like a startup sound i don't think they ever said playstation
2: no no i'm talking more about the commercials and stuff
1: oh yeah true yeah anyway so marty the way that i the only thing that i have to add to this episode is i'm going (laughs) to read the back of the boxes i'm going to tell you guys the date that the games came out platforms they're on ebay prices and then i'm going to attempt at pronouncing the names of the players on the front of the box
3: Wow. Okay. Uh of of some of the FIFA games? Is that? Of all like 11 FIFA players?
1: games that I have here. Yeah. that's, that's correct. And wow, okay. I don't know any of these people.
3: Okay. Well, maybe i get, think I know uh,
1: Ronaldo? Is that the name?
3: Yeah. Yeah. There are multiple. Why is there ronaldo.
1: Well, maybe Why get where Ronaldino.
3: Do you know? <laughs> this is going to be Ra- good. R- it's a uh, Why is it not
1: Ronaldino? I'm saying ronaldo <laughs>
3: <laughs> When we do ESPN MLS Extra Time 2002, I want to go over some of the team names because I think you'll find them quite enjoyable. Okay. I'm just trying to include you anywhere I can. You said you were going to review cereal this episode. I
1: don't think I will. I uh, I think we have enough.
2: <laughs> that's that's for the next uh category of games that Neil knows nothing about. Yeah. So should we start with FIFA 2002? Yeah,
1: let's begin. Okay. So I'll just, I'll, I'll introduce the game, uh, all my stats, and then you guys can go nuts. <laughs> so okay. FIFA 2002 was released on November 21st 2001 uh developed by EA Canada uh if you wanted to play it on another platform right now you could probably buy it on Windows, PS2, PlayStation, Original or the Nintendo GameCube uh the GameCube copy will probably set you back about 12 bucks on eBay so <laughs> you probably don't even have to think about that purchase <laughs> literally don't think about it uh and the player on the front uh I'm gonna uh, uh, it's Terry Daniel Henry
3: Terry Dan. Oh, uh, Thierry Henry. No, Thierry Henry. Yeah, it's
1: H I E R R Y. It's
2: Terry Henry. Yeah.
1: <laughs> why did I get Daniel
2: Henry? Where Where do you find Daniel? I don't know. I
1: got this on Wikipedia. Oh, anyway, Terry Daniel Henry's on the cover of FIFA 2002.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, maybe we could maybe we can just
3: start by talking about like the FIFA franchise as a whole because you guys have already sort of maligned it pretty hard in this program, which I totally understand why. And it's obviously grown up to be something incredible, but I guess this was the first game for this new
2: gen, right? Yeah. So FIFA 02 would have been the first game for the new gen. It, um, I think because PlayStation, PlayStation 2 was already out, right, Neil?
1: Yeah. 2000.
2: So actually, no. So I guess, uh, I guess FIFA 01 would have been the first game for the generation while 02 would have been the first for GameCube. Yeah, that's correct. I'm looking at that right now. Yeah. But yeah, the the whole FIFA franchise itself is interesting because at this time, so this is kind of GameCube, this is Nintendo's kind of last stand against everyone else in in terms of direct competition. And so with that in mind, uh, they were definitely going to obviously have all the sport franchises and FIFA is no exception. I think they showed up on Wii. No, they didn't. No, they weren't on Wii. Well, th- there was there was the all play. They were they were the all play. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't? Yeah. I sorry. I should say the 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 actual like basically just a port. But this was like the all play ones were specifically for Wii, right? They weren't for anything else. And they were like they were like a bastardization basically of the games themselves. And they did that with uh NFL. Oh yeah. I... Is that the uh, I game believe- that you have,
3: Marty? The soccer game? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike gave me a copy and I can't play it. It's very <laughs> hard to play. Uh, you use the Wii mote to point at the screen and you need to hold the trigger button to make a player move towards where you're pointing. It's so disorienting. It's so, And then you have to switch. And then when you switch, you're still sort of pointed in the same direction. Like when you switch players. Yeah, it's very confusing. But yeah, I never thought of it. I never thought that this was the, yeah, this was really the last sort of, um, yeah FIFA port it really ended at FIFA 06 yeah FIFA was 07 mm-hmm. or sorry yeah FIFA 07 this is also I think up until about FIFA 06 which we're going to talk I'm sure a lot more about but this was sort of FIFA eventually gaining ground over um, PEZ Pro Evolution Soccer and these games really changed a lot and if you play FIFA 2002 it's it's way chunkier than than some of the later ones so yeah i mean uh terry daniel come on forget about it i don't need terry daniel (laughs) he's one of
2: the all-time greats in my opinion yeah no one comes close
1: they still make pez games though right yes they do uh yeah i can picture the box art
3: it's still it's still competing in in interesting ways for example it's very easy to mod even on console Like people do completely new leagues and they've always had to do that because they've had issues with licensing where, you know, if you really like the gameplay, you could just buy PES and then create all of the real life teams because they would have instead of instead of Arsenal, for example, which is based in London, it'd be like London North and then Chelsea, which is also based in London, would be like London Blue, (laughs) stuff like that. And then you go in and change it. So it's it has survived in that regard, but.
1: So it's like all the teams are like, like slightly different than the actual real teams. Yeah, it's really funny,
3: but they'll, they'll be based on like, it'd be like Birmingham Burgundy. I love that.
1: (laughs) It's like when I went to Walmart that one time and I found it, it was guess, it was guess who, but the game was called who's that
2: (laughs) (laughs) uh,
3: basically (laughs) there'd be one slight change in the game. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah.
1: (laughs) It's the exact same rule. It is. I think it's just the title and I don't know what I didn't buy it. Obviously. I'm a guess who purist.
3: <laughs> okay, I'm looking at FIFA Football 2003's cover, and I can't wait for you to say these names.
1: I guess we should say that in every region, there's different players on the front, depending on, I guess, who's popular in that country. So the European uh, market have a different player than the American, have a different player than the mm-hmm. Australian, I guess. I don't know, something like that. There's like usually three <laughs> variations of the box art. It's kind of confusing uh, when you like look on eBay. The games are all in different languages, uh, different players, but it's the same game. So. <laughs> I thought you'd say you're looking forward to Sega Soccer Slam.
3: Oh, I can't wait for that. That's going to be good. Coming
1: up yeah. right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. So Sega Soccer Slam. I'm also going in. I think that these are all in order of release date.
2: They are. Yeah. This, yeah so this whole, this whole podcast isn't supposed to be kind of in order of release date, right? But we, we kind of play around with whatever works best for us.
1: So Sega Soccer Slam was released on March 18th, 2002. The players on the front of this cover were El Diablo and Lola. Uh, They're not real people. (laughs) This game was developed by Black Box Games, uh, platforms, PS2, Xbox, GameCube, and phones. There would have been a mobile phone version of this game. That must have been awful. In in 2002? In 2002, back when everyone's
3: everyone's ringtone was numb by Linkin Park. (laughs) I did not know (laughs) that. And it came out almost a year later july of the following year oh my god can you still buy it (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna i'll check the app store after this
1: uh if you wanted to buy the gamecube copy it's about 17 bucks canadian um back of the box are you tough enough go toe-to-toe with the wildest players ever in soccer slam the high flying hard-hitting three-on-three soccer game where winners go on to drink from the continental cup i never played this game uh looks interesting (laughs) It looks a bit like uh, Mario uh, Strikers.
2: Yeah, I was going to say we we initially had that in the clone category uh, because it's basically Mario Strikers, but uh, we moved it to soccer so we could have this great discussion about it.
3: Yeah, I, I looked a lot into this game because I thought it was so uh, like bad, I guess. It looked bad, um, but you're right. It's exactly like Strikers, um, except it's three on three which and looking at it, maybe really appreciate how Mario Strikers, I mean, you really just want to play as one person, right? And the way that they sort of make a Luigi or a Mario character, like a captain that has those abilities makes it really stand out. Because looking at this game, you mentioned for the Continental Cup, the teams are based on continents. Like there's a South American team and there' and then there's like an Asia team and there's a an Africa team, and they're completely, to my knowledge, all the characters in this game are like brand new IP like they, they I don't think they've yeah, they're just random characters that are given a name. and they all have lines. They all say things. <laughs> it's so
2: weird. This must have been developed for Dreamcast first. Like, must 100% yeah. would have been. because this I would is, think so.
1: This was a Dreamcast, yeah.
2: Yeah, and then, I guess, you know, Dreamcast died, obviously, and they weren't able to put it out. So, they're like, okay, we're just going to throw it on GameCube and see if anyone buys it. And I'm assuming no one did. So, this is where we're at.
3: No, sorry. There, there is one character that I think we should point out uh, on the North American team. A guy named Rain. And he's identified as a Canadian eco-terrorist. <laughs> Buy the game. <laughs> <laughs> they really didn't want canadians cool. to buy this one wow
2: that's <laughs> wow
1: i thought you're gonna say he's like a zamboni driver or
2: something. <laughs> like, also can we talk about how like pretty blatantly racist this game is too
1: i was just about to say that that's yeah, what i was yeah. going to say like el diablo i'm wondering what 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 continent he's supposed to be from
2: well one guy what's what's the what's the the taco thing marty yeah the so the south american
3: team will say that they like there's a character before a game like It'll be an opening sequence. The players will be lined up and then they'll all get like one line. And one person will say like, oh, I want to eat you like tacos or something. But I'm pretty sure the team is based... I think that's... Yeah, that's La Fuego, which is supposed to be South American, not Central American. But like you mentioned, you mentioned it being a Mario Strikers clone. There are moments where it just seems... Like I, I couldn't believe it. Like the player will go up and do uh, like a, like a bicycle kick the same way that they do in strikers. You know, that sort of, uh, yeah, uh, that what animation. You call it. the, yeah. It's so similar. Sketchy. But it's,
1: it can't be a clone of strikers because strikers came out later. I know. So, I was about to say, know, say that. that. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's is weird strikers weird. copying off this. That's the scary part.
2: <laughs> <thought. laughs> <So, laughs> I guess it's for first person view when you're just playing by yourself or I'm not sure what mode it is. But we were actually just like looking at the net, basically, instead of a broadcast view. Did you have that, Marty? Oh, weird. Is this the first ever be a pro? Yeah, yeah. This is the first ever be a pro. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: unreal. Yeah. It's the view from behind the
1: net, right? It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not like the side view.
2: But the si- They have the side view for like when it's most of the other games. But for like whenever I was like just looking through, I found a guy playing it. When it was the behind the net view and it was like, whoa, this is weird. This is does not work for soccer. No. And it didn't. So <laughs> No, and it and it didn't
1: in the end. So I just started a new list just to keep track of the most racist GameCube games. <laughs> uh just to keep track. Uh so right now Sega Soccer Slam is number one. Yeah.
2: Sure- Black box games blacklisted. <laughs> I'm sure we'll find some good uh good more racist uh GameCube games as we as we go along. <laughs>
3: Oh, wait, hold on. Okay, uh, Team Volta in this game. I'm just reading the Wikipedia. There's a character named Arsenal who's known as the grandfather of Thierry Henry. Incredible.
2: Oh, I like that this has all come full circle.
3: Uh, Arsenal, of course, uh, based on Arsenal, which has already been mentioned. Incredible.
2: Wow. Wow. Wow.
1: I wonder where the voice actors are now. Like do you think that they have this on their,
2: on their <laughs> on the resume. resume? Do
1: you think like their resume says I voice acted in Sega Soccer Slam?
3: <laughs> I believe another game on our list had a bunch of uh, a bunch of voice actors, maybe we can talk about them and the shame that they should feel. <laughs> that's a te- that's a teaser for later. Well, the
1: next game I think Mike said he wanted to uh, spend a bit of time talking about, it is ESPN MLS Extra Time 2002 was released one week after sega soccer slam so that's i guess when the last copy of sega soccer slam was ever sold uh march 25th 2002 uh front of the box i think i got this clint mathis yeah that's right yeah
3: well done
2: i thought brian mcbride was on that brian mcbride's on
3: the uh the red card game oh sorry under, right yeah i'm not sure what you want to call that what, what you want to distinguish it. it's not quite soccer it's violence
2: <laughs> yeah that's our that's our violence compilation
3: so developed by
1: konami uh platforms gamecube ps2 and xbox so right in the middle of that generation now we've ditched ps1 it will set you back 112 canadian dollars if you wanted to buy it today man so it's pretty wow. sought after
3: but i think this was the only konami Soccer game on GameCube, That's, which yeah. was strange. Why? Why didn't they do Pez for GameCube? Do you know why, Mike?
2: Uh, what I would say is most likely the the graphical how good of graphics you would need to have it, and GameCube was not a strong contender for that. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation were way better suited for any graphic heavy games, which is why most of them went there. And when they came to GameCube, they often looked like garbage.
3: Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. So I, I did, I picked up a ROM of this. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say this or not and tried it. Uh, and a, a lot of early soccer games obviously suffer from a camera disadvantage. So for example, um, you want to be able to see as much of the field as possible. And like, I remember buying FIFA 99, a game that I loved playing on N64. When I picked it up, I realized I could only see like four players at a time. And this is so similar in this game because the the biggest camera you can get would maybe cover like a third or less of the pitch. And that makes it such a hard game to play. And that would make a lot of sense, Mike, that they couldn't use the full Pez engine and had this sort of, you know, zero in on, on, on certain parts of the game because, you know, it's hard to play. It's hard to play a soccer game when you can't see where you need a pass to.
2: I, I would assume that it was the rendering issues that they had to kind of shrink the camera in that sense uh, which sucks right and honestly I think this was this goes back to Nintendo's wanting to get out of the sports kind of franchise game because they realized that they're never going to be able to compete directly graphically with Xbox or PS2 and their games are always going to be not as good in graphic quality and probably not as playable uh, as their consoles go on so they kind of just got out of that game entirely uh, after GameCube And that's definitely a reason for it. And they're trying again now, which is weird. Yeah, kind of. They're like half trying, which is just soccer and
1: occasionally wrestling. (laughs) Uh,
2: I think that's mostly just Nintendo wanting to reach out to third party developers, which is like, that's good, right? It's I'm glad that they are, but I just hate when EA uh, makes their stupid chicken versus the egg argument. Uh, Yeah. And
1: uh, yeah, like they'll say, oh, you know, we'll put we'll put Mass Effect on Switch if If our games sell better, but the only games that they're giving us are FIFA and Nintendo fans do not want that.
2: No, of course, because it's the same. It's it goes right back to the GameCube, right? A soccer fan in 2002 is going to buy FIFA 2002 for PS2 and not for GameCube, right? That's just the end of the at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. especially because PlayStation at that time was outselling GameCube. So you're kind of dead in the water. I'm honestly really surprised that they made five FIFA games, six FIFA games. For GameCube, I, I'm shocked that they didn't end that license after, like, 2002 or O three. That's yeah, they didn't go as
1: long as Madden did, but they did go into 2007.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Madden 0- 08, as we know, the final GameCube game. This was, uh, so this was also, like, the only
3: MLS game. And for people that don't know, that's not multiple listing service. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Major League Soccer, so it's like American League. And at that time, in 2002, they almost folded the year before. And I think that, yeah, this was the last ever MLS game. There were a couple before it, but they were all, it's very strange because you buy the game and the only licensed teams, well, there's only 10 of them. And the rest of them are sort of knockoff teams. And they did go ahead and make something that boggles my mind. They made all 10 MLS stadiums in the game. So those, those graphics are in there, but like for what? i I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure Columbus <laughs> crew fans loved having
4: uh, their stadium.
3: <laughs> it just seemed like such a waste of time i guess i i i get I love the commitment obviously to detail, and I'm sure in the coming four thousand episodes you guys do at this show, you're gonna talk a lot about the frills that made these games so special and like to buy a game like this that's so specific that has all these little details. And fun things like all the players are a lot of the faces are in the game which is advanced at the time but at the end of the day it 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 really didn't serve any purpose because no one wants to buy an MLS game you know people want to buy FIFA and have
2: MLS included in that right so I when doing research for this game I actually read about how uh, well received it was a lot of people actually really like this game uh some people actually liked it better than the FIFA games it uh it technically performed quite well on other systems and there's actually starting to be a market for it and which is why they uh, MLS ended up selling their license to FIFA and because they thought they could get the most money at this point. This was kind of like their their peak uh, for it. So that's uh, never mind. Actually, uh, people did want to buy an MLS. So <laughs> take it, back. <laughs> people, it was it was less about people buying it. It was more just like the this was probably I think everyone at this point knew this was as good as it was going to get. And so this was the time to sell the license, mm-hmm. which makes yep. sense. Right. But also what's interesting is the ESPN kind of sports franchise. I was telling you, I was talking to Neil about this earlier in the podcast. Uh, this, I believe, was one of the last like 2002, 2003 was the last. ESPN games uh, because ESPN tried really hard in about 2000 to get into the sports gaming market and didn't do very well at all
3: yeah I think yeah there I feel like there was maybe a 2003 but yeah that, it definitely ended by then It definitely ended
1: they did develop one Konami, you said earlier that Konami didn't develop any more soccer games they did do one it's on this list you're going to find out which one it is oh
2: interesting <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I have to read the back of the box just because I said I would do that for every
3: single game, yeah you so. you you did say it
1: I know. I, fingers I said it, crossed
3: so I have, for uh <laughs> fingers crossed for columbus crew here <laughs> yeah. i want to hear that
1: okay uh so is that all you guys had on this game or yeah do you want to talk about anything that's okay. yeah that's fine soccer perfectly more accurate than ever uh refined soccer ai and on-field control deliver the game as it was meant to be how, uh, you guys should probably count how many times they say mls uh authentic mls that's one Get into the game with real MLS players and teams, MLS and beyond. Choose from over 100 teams, including over 60 national and 10 MLS squads. ESPN presentation, Jack Edwards and Louis Goal Tapia. That's how they wrote it. Provide (laughs) commentary over ESPN visuals, camera angles, and sounds. Build a champion. Play as general manager of your very own MLS franchise for up to five seasons. Smooth player control. Feel the action with 360-degree analog control of over 500 animations. That's pretty impressive, actually. Uh, better your game. Training mode offers beginners and experts alike ways to improve
2: their skills. So, is Marty, is that is that the guy, the goal cool guy? There, there are multiple goal guys.
3: <laughs> multiple people that say goal. Uh, but actually, it, that is a good point because I was very impressed with the presentation and even the sound. Like, I, and some of the animations were really good. I, I really liked them. And they was a, there was a variety. Like, I noticed that in the game. I thought it was kind of impressive because at that time, the FIFA games were very much copy and paste, especially from 2002 to 2004,
1: 2005. Never made it to phones.
2: Never made it to phones. <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's, I mean, it's worth what? What'd you say, Neil? $120 on eBay? 112
1: Yeah. So, like, with shipping, you're probably going to look at 130 That's
2: like, that's from, Probably going to be the most expensive soccer game on this list. Yeah, definitely. Uh,
1: well, yes and no.
2: <laughs> uh, well, moving right on. To FIF-
1: 2002 FIFA World Cup uh, was released on April 30th, 2002. I think 2002 was the year where we got the most soccer games. Like it's literally from Sega Soccer Slam all the way. Okay, we'll stop it when. So keep in mind, these are all 2002. Developed by EA Canada. Uh, did I not get the names on the front? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't think there were. I don't think there, there are. The... There wouldn't be. Yeah, no, it's, a it's just the trophy. Oh, I panicked there for a second. Okay. <laughs> uh, platforms, Windows 2002, PS2, Xbox, PlayStation original, and GameCube. And right now it's uh, trending at about 25 bucks. So not bad.
3: Yeah. So these games were were awesome because it had every single international team in the world. And I think that this was maybe the first one that did this or no, I I believe there was a 1998 version, but in terms of like a world cup game, you could pick Madagascar and take them all the way through qualifying and, and play through essentially like three or four real world years. It was very unique and I, they stopped doing it in 2014, unfortunately, but
2: yeah, these games are often sought after by a lot of people and it's I know in like the, the the soccer community these games are always like revered, especially I think I think the 06 one is arguably the best. Uh, I don't know it that well, but I, I always hear the 06 World Cup come up uh, in terms of games as one of the best ones. Mm. I think they're just they're they're fun and they're interesting in that sense of being able to play through that, that four- year period like you said. Oh yeah. And you can, and you can play so many different ways, right? You could jump right into a
3: tournament with like England or something, or you can do sort of these strange, you know, routes to, to a final. Yeah. I I thought it had a lot of replay value as well, Mm -hmm. because if you think about it in 2002, you're picking that game up and playing mostly offline. Like, you know, you can, you can play many different ways. And also these games, especially 2006 tended to have a lot more couch multiplayer features And that really helped, especially two thousand and six. We'll get to that. (laughs) I'm just reading this now. This is interesting. So this game actually didn't include more than, like, didn't include every team in the world. It was only, I think, it was only like forty one. That sucks. It was only the teams that qualified, and then nine
2: teams that I guess they decided to throw in there, including Finland. There you go, Mike. Oh, today we are so spoiled in terms of licenses. Every game like FIFA basically will have every license you can uh, ask for, uh, for basketball, for hockey, whatever. Like there's there's so many licenses in these games now in terms of teams, jerseys, uh, sponsors, stadiums, everything in the early 2000s. We didn't really have that. And so it was pretty rare to get a game that actually had a lot of stuff in it. And now, yeah,
3: and that that helped with with the FIFA games, too, because in theory, FIFA, because it's the world governing body, it it can pull from every single country's logo so canada soccer for example like yeah uh botswana's like national team like it would have they would walk out with like those official logos so that really helps like you said yeah yeah and this um, this was
2: probably the first time that ever happened mm-hmm. to, be, yeah, to be fair like i i it definitely didn't happen on the n64 i know that for a fact <laughs> because because <No. laughs> one the rendering was obviously awful but two just the the like it wasn't a money maker it wasn't enough to to buy these licenses it, it was too much of a new medium. There's no quality or anything like that. No, just mm-hmm. like here, here it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And there's no governing body really of it. Like, man, we we didn't even have the the, the rating systems until I believe '99, right? Or uh, '98 was. It was ESRB cool, came you know? whenever. No, ESRB
1: was with Mortal Kombat and uh, Night Trap, so that would have been 93, '93. '93, like, okay. Super NES kind of era, like Genesis, Super Nintendo. That's when we started to get ratings in terms of like rated E, right? And, or right. like
2: they 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 weren't what they are now.
1: No, no, no. Yeah. Like, I think there was just, like, adult game, kid game, and, like, teenager. I don't think there was, like, mature. No,
2: yeah, the rating system changed. But, yeah, yeah.
1: I was going to ask, was there any, like, music soundtracks in these games, or was it just crowd chanting?
3: Well, I was was just thinking that one of the the classic games, I believe it was, like, FIFA, like, 90, or maybe it was 2001. It has, like, Fatboy Slim on it nice and it's the only song and it repeats so that that's that's always a fun meme when people pull that up I'm like damn that's right yeah <laughs> some of these I think I think some of these games started to have a little more I think they I think they all had soundtracks but maybe not fully fleshed out in 2002 they might have only been a handful of songs mm-hmm. but definitely by FIFA 2006 they had or by or yeah FIFA 06 technically they had full soundtracks and that was actually a huge selling point for the game still to this day. There's, you, you pick up like FIFA 20, there's maybe like 40 songs.
2: Yeah. And there's maybe like even, maybe often even more quite good that. ones too. Like Rex Orange County mm-hmm. was on uh, FIFA 18, I believe. That was a, there's, he's a good track on there. I feel like that
1: they should try and leverage that a little bit more like the soundtracks of the albums. Cause I'm from an outside perspective. I had no idea that there was songs that like actual music in these games. I knew that when I played one of the NHL games, when I was a kid, like the startup
3: sound was always rolling by Limp (laughs) (sighs) Biscuit. Yeah. One of my earliest GameCube experiences was in, in elementary school, we got to go by like the wood shop for some reason, or like the wood uh, area. I don't know the shop. I don't know what you call it. And There were kids playing hits, NHL hits, on GameCube, on the TV. And I remember seeing, like, I must have been like, I don't know, like maybe 10 or something. And I remember seeing that intro for the first time and like losing my mind. Like I just like (laughs) sort of like standing there like, oh my God. And these were like high school kids playing it or whatever. I wasn't allowed to come near it, but I'm like this is the best music I've ever heard. And this is <laughs> then the best you went to the mall I've and you instantly bought
1: chocolate starfish in the hot dog flavored water and just listen to it on repeat all year.
3: <laughs> it scared it's my family. Yeah. yeah. No, like, like,
1: yeah. When you think of like some of these video games that were so well known for their soundtracks, like obviously guitar hero and those things, but like Tony Hawk games, even the, some of the snowboarding games were really well known. I feel hmm. like the soccer games I, and like the NHL games could probably really work on just advertising a bit more like, Hey, we have, maybe that was just a bottle, like a lightning in a bottle moment where soundtracks mattered.
3: There have been a couple really interesting write-ups about the way that FIFA selects their soundtracks. And it's actually incredibly diverse. Like, they'll end up having... They'll advertise it as saying, like, songs from, like, 20 different countries. And most of the time, there's, like, many different languages. And the one thing I think is interesting is they just send every game has the same soundtrack so you could be a french speaker and have at least a couple songs to your language which i think is like really cool and yeah like there's been some there's been some like really interesting bands and stuff that i've sort of come across because of it uh definitely not um definitely not uh, limp biscuit but you know was, was pew 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 in any of the fifa games uh, can we confirm <laughs> yeah i i i can't believe you guys uh, told that story the Started the last episode. That's now officially canon. <laughs> yeah, they should definitely do Tony Hawk. Oh my god. Maybe they'll get on the new soundtrack. Uh, do you guys follow Dan Ozzy online? He's the uh he co-wrote, he co-wrote the book with Laura Jane Grace. He's a really good music writer. He's into the same stuff we're into, but he did a he had this tweet being like, "For the love of God, this is the only thing I'm qualified for. Can I please do the soundtracks for the new Tony Hawk games?" And he <laughs> ended up putting a, putting together a Spotify playlist that had "Pew Pew Pew" on it. <gasps> I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, Ooh. I'll send it to you guys after.
1: Yeah, I'd, I would love that soundtrack.
3: Yeah, uh, it was good. It had uh, "Culture Abuse" too.
2: Uh, I've I've I think I've seen that. Yeah, we saw "Culture Abuse" with with Pup, in in uh, in Toronto. Was that the first Pup show? I believe so. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> FIFA Football 2003
1: was released November 14th, 2002. So a bit of a gap there. We had to wait from April to November before another soccer game. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Player on the front, Landon Donovan.
3: That's correct.
1: Wow. (laughs) Not as bad as I thought it would be. Developed by EA Canada. This game was on everything. It was on PlayStation, Windows, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, PS2, Xbox, and of course, phones. (laughs)
2: yeah this was this was the time when it started yeah
1: yeah this game is dirt cheap now 10 bucks yeah
3: i guess this whole time like we can talk about 2004 2005 but then it sort of leads up to to the present day Mm -hmm. again i think they'll probably mention that they did they worked on a little bit more on yeah like freestyle control yeah get out of here with that terry henry back on the cover this one though
2: yeah for the pal the pal version we have uh, Mm a terry henry we have uh i think Ronaldinho is on it as well and that's right i don't know who the how guy. did
3: you say that neil ronald Ronaldo? ronaldino ronaldino yeah R-raldino. yeah R-raldino. <laughs> i love
2: ronaldino oh he's a great singer <laughs> oh edgar
4: davids oh yeah
1: mm-hmm. it's kind of cool how the back and- of the boxes are all different depending on where you live
4: yeah like
3: that okay fifa 2004
1: yeah <sighs> we're not moving on to fifa 2004 yet though we're gonna take a little slight detour to Disney sports soccer. Oh, this God. is on the list.
2: Okay. Yeah, yeah. Came out three days after FIFA football 03. I like that they didn't release it on the same day. I like that they they waited three days. Yeah. <laughs> we'll let the FIFA crowd, you know, hold my down. beer. <laughs> so who
3: who who cared about Disney? Like this is just terrible IP. Like to make a soccer game. I, I I can't I can't get on board with so,
2: this <laughs> So this this is I mean we're gonna go back to this literally every single episode, but this was the time for just anyone to make a game without thinking about if it was good or not. It didn't matter. It just this was content creation at its finest, right If you're Disney, you, you're making whatever you want. there's no licenses for anything. you're just throwing things out like you have the you have Mortimer in this game also can
4: i just talk i was about just that? gonna
3: say yeah because there's another team called the steamrollers in which you play as pete <laughs> peg leg pete <laughs> yeah. like nobody cares about peg leg pete yeah this right? is
2: a such a weird uh, thing i i honestly i don't even know i don't even know what to say neil did you look at this at all
1: i i love disney like i like pixar movies like everybody else does but like the original cast of disney characters like mickey donald or whatever the hell and goofy like I don't know. They're just weird. I don't find them entertaining. I never really did, to be honest. Like, they're iconic. Don't get me wrong. But
3: yeah, I I feel like they're maybe just trying to juice this this franchise, I guess you want to call it like these characters for what? like for as much as they could because I haven't seen anything with these characters in at least the last 10 years <laughs> oh no no definitely not epic
1: mickey was their last right? attempt I think I,
2: I'd, I'd like to go go through the captains um first because this is what I want to do today uh we have the superstars with mickey mouse the charmers with Minnie mouse the sea ducks with donald duck uh the bells with daisy duck this is where it starts to get weird yeah the, yeah the space nuts uh with goofy so space nuts that's a, uh that's weird uh the, st- the steamrollers with pete as you said before the imperials with mortimer mouse that's a really weird one the Wolfgangs with big bad wolf which is not a disney property i'm not sh- it's just that's like I, from the three little pigs yeah oh no, I, I guess yeah. yeah
3: it links to like the fictional wolf appearing in several. Okay,
2: wow. <laughs> oh, oh, I should look in the Wikipedia for big
3: bad wolf. I'm
1: gonna judge from the back of the box here, but like it looks like another Strikers game.
3: Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah it is. It,
3: but you know what? It's like that, but there's. It's. I think it's eleven on eleven, so it's realistic in that sense. But it's also kind of confusing because I don't want to play as all these like pigs like steamroller okay Pe- uh, uh, peg leg pete his teammates are pigs that's just all it says like i don't care about pigs you know that's uh, uh, tough that's tough especially when there's 10 of them running around
2: like come on oh and this is konami isn't it
1: i was gonna say this was the other yeah. konami developed soccer Jeez. game
4: Jeez.
2: and so this goes for quite a bit The same price as the espn game
1: wow So if you had to pick you had to you know spend your 112 well-earned dollars you've got to pick between disney soccer sports or espn mls extra time uh the only thing i really like about this game is the fact that it was only for the gamecube uh that's about it there's a gba version as well if you're wondering about the players on the front of the box it's mickey and donald it even
2: looks like strikers it's funny it's just like it it the cover looks so much like strikers
3: But did this also predate Strikers?
2: Yeah, it did. Yep.
3: That's amazing.
1: Anyway, uh, let me read the front back of the box. Uh, Disney Sports Soccer, lead your favorite Disney team to victory. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and other Disney favorites. Nope. Take to the field in three game modes. Pass, shoot, score. Three game modes are Exhibition, Dream Cup, and Challenge Cup. Seven outrageous stadium locations, including Eagle Summit. Who can forget Eagle Summit? Over 12 types of magic, such as fire and speed power-ups.
3: Three levels of difficulty, multiplayer mode for up to four players. Before we move on to this, uh from this, I just want to mention that I think they got all the voice actors for this, like all of the normal they did. Mickey, and which is crazy. Like they had to sit down the Mickey guy who probably <laughs> works there like nine to five Monday to Friday to do to do the like the goal and stuff like that. Oh, you know,
4: cool. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, what the, I wonder what the Donald
1: guy looks like in in the like sound. Booth I just window. imagine he looks like Donald. <laughs> That's all, <I> can think.
4: <laughs>
1: all right, moving back to real sports games. We're all right. So uh, hang on. Was that the last 2000? That was the last 2002 soccer game. So there were one, two, three, four, five soccer games that year.
3: Is that that must just be because of these games being developed just before the GameCube came around? Yeah, Is that what I you would think, I right? would
2: say that. Yeah. Yeah, because that was 2002 is the first like real year for GameCube. So this was just like the backlog of stuff that was either made for uh, PlayStation before, like the MLS one or like Dreamcast, like Sega Soccer, right? That they just were developing anyways.
1: Yeah. And like the last year of the old console being the N64 and the first year of the new console, the GameCube, everything's kind of on hold. Like there weren't that many N64 games in 2001 and there weren't that many GameCube games. So everything just gets pushed from the N64 uh, catalog to the GameCube catalogs, and they might as well wait until after the holiday season at that point, yeah. Hmm. So that's what happens there. Uh, so FIFA Football 2004 was released on November 4th, 2003. Oh, god, here we go. Uh, Alessandro del Piero, and that's perfect. why I keep having t- thank you, Terry or Thierry Henry.
4: Now I have that down, <laughs> I don't know, <laughs> and then Ronaldo <laughs> 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 developed developed by EA Canada.
1: <laughs> it's a hard name. Okay, listen to this now. Platforms, if you so choose. Windows, PlayStation. Still on PlayStation. PlayStation 2. GameCube. Xbox. Game Boy Advance. The N-Gage. <gasps>
4: oh, the N gauge. Thank you,
1: N gauge. Oh, Thank you, n Can we
2: just can we just spend a minute just talking about the N gauge? I sure I love I love the idea of the N gauge. And honestly, the N gauge had amazing tech like they were way ahead of anyone in terms of mobile tech to play games uh it's pretty crazy to think about the engage is like the mobile dreamcast that's how i would phrase it yeah in terms yeah, of I being te- that,
3: yeah. technologically advanced
2: technologically advanced and then failing very fast
1: it's definitely like an early 2000s like when tech was trying to figure it was in it's like awkward adolescent stage and everything had buttons and headphone jacks and battery packs like it was just one of those things yep
3: i just don't see a way that engage could have been successful
2: no neither do there's I. no way right no. there's
3: no way it was really honest- an alternate reality where it was
2: <laughs> yeah somewhere out there somewhere I still, I still don't believe it you run you run 100 simulations it fails it every never time. it never wins okay well let's let's talk about uh, just uh 04 here uh, it'll
1: set you back eight dollars on ebay i don't know if i said that it's cheap it's yeah a bad game probably i
2: think 04 and 05 are pretty generic uh, i don't think there was any big changes from 03 uh, you can correct no, me if i'm wrong from... marty but
1: there's only four bullet points on the back of the box so no they didn't do much <laughs> new
3: yeah i mean this is it, it's interesting to see some of these ea sports games this time because a lot of them sort of get lulled into these two or three year cycles where not much happens and then they sort of break out of it in a way mm-hmm. um these games yeah these games are all very similar unfortunately i think i think this was the division though that or this was the game rather that started to add uh, lower divisions to the game which was huge because then you could sort of do promotion and relegation yeah that yeah that's right so yeah that i mean that's a that's a big add for people i guess you know in career mode and everything and obviously for having extra teams in the game's great and we'll talk a lot more about how fifa just sort of swallowed up every single club competition in the world too which is a good thing but yeah not much new moving on to 05 fifa football
1: 2005 was released on october 12 2004 glad i didn't get that one for my christmas uh, for my birthday that year that would have been bad <laughs> there's a lot of names all right front of the box fernando Morientes. Morientes, that's good that's good yeah andre chev <laughs> Ke-
3: carrico Andre Shevchenko. Oh my close. god! There's actually there's actually a beer you can buy in Ontario that that is branded after him for some reason. Uh, <laughs> and I think it it's got good enough distribution to be in grocery stores too. It's very strange.
1: May, okay, I'll have to go try and find it. And then uh, Oswaldo Sanchez. To no,
4: something. did you?
3: I think you skipped over another one here. Uh, Patrick, you don't see Patrick. I only have three copies. Oh, maybe I'm looking at the PAL version. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. I just I wanted you to say Patrick Vieira. You can
1: Patrick just mess Vieira, that
3: up, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just edit that in.
1: This game was on even more platforms than FIFA. How? <laughs> what Dude. else is there? All right, here we go. Engage uh, by the way, two. Ten bucks. Ten bucks on GameCube. It's it's a it's a it's, it's crap. No. Uh, platform: Windows, PlayStation, PlayStation Two, GameCube, Xbox, Game Boy Advance, PSP, Engage, Gizmondo, and phones.
3: Help me with Gizmondo.
1: Oh, that might have been a <laughs> European thing, but it was released on it.
3: Oh, oh my God. OK, uh, I'm just looking it up right now. Release date March 2005. Discontinued February 2006. <laughs> Didn't make a full year. Units sold less than 25,000
2: oh, no. units sold. Oh, it's, its marquee
1: game it was FIFA 2005.
2: How did, how did it get on that? That's ridiculous.
1: I love, I love it when video game, it's like the OUYA, like it's like when just games make it to certain tech that just, it lived and died in like a year. I love that.
3: <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's more teams in this game
2: too. So are you going to talk about the Gizmondo, Mike? Cause, cause <laughs> that's, I, I, I mean, I don't have anything about FIFA football 2005, but I have lots about the Gizmondo now. Okay. So the Gizmondo was overshadowed when Swedish press revealed criminal pasts of several executives. The director of Gizmondo was involved in a Swedish criminal organization, the Uppsala Maffian. Mm. And by February 2006, the company was forced into bankruptcy after amassing $300 million U.S. debt uh, and the Gizmondo stopped production. Weeks thereafter, Ericsson crashed a rare Ferrari Enzo driving at 260 kilometers an hour in california and was later jailed and subsequently deported for driving under the influence <laughs> crazy what? wow i, I want to do a podcast a... about this
3: imagine being a big time rich guy fraud man and then being like no no i'm gonna make something called the gizmodo it's gonna be <laughs> what it's gonna be is you're gonna have little game you're gonna have little games in your pocket it's gonna be great let's do that
2: like what a terrible idea <laughs> Oh, smart ads. The The smart ad system was intended as a way for advertisers to subsidize part of the cost of the unit. So there was ads that were would be displayed throughout when you were playing. Oh, my God. Perfect. Not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> I would
3: love to have that in my pocket.
2: Oh, <laughs> um, and so this this the smart ads enabled Gizmondo co- to cost less than uh, £129, uh, which is which was relatively cheap, I guess.
1: Yep. So as a European only, I guess you probably you probably can't buy them in North America, but uh, mm-hmm. maybe some have made it over here. I don't know.
2: A reference to the Gizmondo is made in the British movie Goal when a meeting takes place in a Gizmondo oh. store. Oh, wow. <laughs> Bring it full circle. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I love that.
1: Yeah, we okay. should do a we should do a review of that movie. <laughs> all right uh moving on to unless no, no. memories of 2005 okay uh <laughs> fifa 2006 was released on october 4th uh, almost a full year later so now we're into a more regular release schedule with football games uh 2005 uh 15 on gamecube these days uh front of the box is Ronaldinho, Freddie <laughs> freddy adu and omar bravo
3: yeah those are good yeah,
1: yeah. developed by ea canada a few less platforms now. GameCube, PS2, Xbox, PSP, yeah. DS, Game Boy Advance, and phones.
2: Yeah, you can see how uh, some of those platforms uh, dropped off there.
1: Yeah, they dropped PlayStation. They dropped the Gizmondo, unfortunately, the N-Gage. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a bit
3: cleaner. <laughs> they wanted to make Gizmondo, but they couldn't. They physically couldn't. <laughs> they
2: physically couldn't. This,
3: this was pre-Kickstarter, so yeah, they couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the game. This is the game.
2: Yeah, this is uh this is when a lot of like just the technical, I guess, uh, revelations uh, started happening in the actual back end of the game. Uh, it became basically if you play FIFA 06 today, you can easily or sorry, if you play FIFA 20 today, you can easily go back and play FIFA 06. It's honestly the same idea, uh, the same basic gameplay. It, you would you would be able to pick it up pretty fast. And this is kind of like the start of the new era, I guess, of FIFA.
3: Do we read the back of the box now? I want to hear what's on the back of the box. I'd like to hear that too.
0: It's time to read what's on the back of the case. There's things written on the back of the case. Let's read them. And now we're reading the back of the case.
1: You guys said it's the best one, and and they knew that because they said on the back right away, it's the total soccer experience. (laughs) They knew what they were doing. Attacking gameplay, battle your rivals with physical play and on the ball skill that put you in complete control of the pitch. All new FIFA 06 Lounge, set up offline competitions with up to 8 players to determine the ultimate champion. All new Manager Mode, lead your club to glory or sink into obscurity in the 15 year career mode. Pure Authenticity, the definitive officially licensed soccer game featuring more than 21 leagues, 10,000 international players, slightly less than last year's, and unique multimedia content, complete customization, feature, create a player, and team management, shape the game into your own personalized soccer world.
0: They just read what's on the back of the case. There's words written on the back of the case, they just read them.
3: And that's what's written on the back of the case. Uh, Maybe I'll just I'll start by just sort of going off. So this was this was like, I guess, sort of the first FIFA game that I played a lot of. But it was one of those weird things where they were able to. I think I read something where they rewrote like half or more of the code in the game in the whole year but then they also added a ton of little features mike i'm not sure if you remember nhl06 or or you know, i guess maybe you had that as well when they let you play like a nhl 94 yeah. um game like a little mini game so they had that uh for fifa that's right yeah and then they had a ton of video in it which was it served a good purpose they also which i loved i wish they did this now they played Sort of iconic goal calls, uh, in between music, so you would launch the game, and then as you got into the menu, you would play like a uh, Ronald Don Dino goal call, and uh, and it it would it sort of pumped you up. It was a weird sort of I don't know that they've never done that since, but I loved it. That's cool. I love it. And that. also, yeah, the mode. games like uh,
1: incorporate old games into there. Like you can play mini games of old stuff. I think that's awesome.
3: mm Hmm. And if you if you look up images of this game compared to like FIFA 2005, I think you I think you guys would call it like a bloom effect. Does that make sense? Like the lighting is completely different and it looks like really cool. It it looks like games
2: do now, basically.
4: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah. And they must have had they must have found some sort of like weird workaround. But yeah, it looks incredible. Like it looks sort of dingy at times, but I don't know. It it was it was really cool. And yeah, there's tons of interesting features like yeah, like it had a. They're like a classic team where the the uniforms were the, what's that Sylvester Stallone game, uh, movie? Rocky? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> no. Have you ever seen Escape to Victory? You know what I'm talking about? No. Like it's like, there's like an, like there's a World War II. It's like Axis and Allies, like soccer teams, I think. Oh. And Stallone is like the goalie. Anyways, they take like the uniforms from that and throw them on. I love that. Like they throw it in the game. Yeah. There's stuff like that. And yeah, the game is 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 really tight. And yeah, Mike said too, like you could play that game now, and it's almost the exact same, um, which is good and bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 funny how like games, like you said, how it's weird that they
1: found like workarounds for things. It's with every console generation where like the first wave of games is uh, usually a bit rough; they don't look great, and then by the end of it, the last year or two, you just get the games that are graphically incredible, even though they're on running on the same hardware. Like there's no pat like there's no improvements to the GameCube that could have been made. So FIFA 02 is the same running on the same hardware as FIFA 06. And yet they look radically different. It's just the developers knew how to how to work the hardware.
2: Yeah. That that is it in in a nutshell for sure.
1: Yeah. Same thing with like like PlayStation 3 or something like that. Like the first wave of games was like Haze and Layer and these really bad first party exclusives. And then by the la- by the last couple of months we had Last of Us.
2: Yeah, good point. Yeah, good point. And, so,
3: and uh, I've read a lot about the, how the uh, SNES Super NES was a lot like that as well, where people sort of found workarounds by the end. Because you see, like those couple of, I guess the Mario game for SNES was very rudimentary as well.
1: Yeah, sort of yeah. Like, there was only one, one on yet. the Super NES, though. So like, even by the end of it, Mario, there, there was nothing else to do. My my favorite comparison is with Mega Man on the uh, NES. Uh if you look at Mega Man 1 and then Mega Man 6 it looks like a completely different hardware like it's it's really different. He looks like it's a completely different game basically.
3: Yeah, this game as i mentioned before like they it looked so much different and i think sports games well. Sports games can't look different year to year. now they can't they can't make that big of a jump but then I think making that jump and then also having some of the weird features like I didn't realize I just looked it up tonight but I didn't realize that a lot of the stuff that they had in the career mode were added that year as well like they had real life sponsors like I remember you could get sponsored by (laughs) T-Mobile in the in the game and stuff like that and it was so fleshed out and I think they just did that that year like they added so much yeah it's incredible. And, I, you know, they're not going to do that anymore for sports games, but that's fine. So next up, uh, we got two more, right? That's yeah, two right. More. Two more. Uh, we got
1: 2006 FIFA World Cup was released April 24th, 2006. Uh, if you wanted to buy it today, it would set you back about eight bucks. So it's not that expensive. I, I really looked hard. I couldn't find the name of the two players on the front. I'm sure I probably could have if I looked a little harder. Marty, do you know who these two lovely gentlemen are?
3: Yes. Stand by, I'll I'll help you out here. Uh, this looks like uh, Frank Lampard. I'm not sure. I can only see one name. Stand by, keep keep going. And I'll I'll report back. Uh,
1: that's pretty much all I have on this game. It's uh doesn't seem to be that special in any way. I don't know,
2: Mike. Do you have any experience with this one? Yeah, I I have actually played this one. It's a it's a good game from what I remember. It's just kind of an enhanced version of the 2002 one. There's not much more I can say on it uh I, I do know that a lot of people look back at this game fondly i always hear this game brought up but uh i don't know. marty you got anything for this i rented this game at <laughs> blockbuster
3: that's right blockbuster
2: blockbuster that's the second
3: reference that's the second reference that was the, this is actually the first game i've ever rented from blockbuster really uh okay. i'm surprised yeah. you
1: remember I, that i don't know what the first game is I, it might have been starfox mario tennis 64. mario
3: tennis for sure wow was oh, mine.
4: i can't
1: believe
3: you guys remember that yeah <laughs> but th- so this game this game had like every country in the world so that okay. was that was huge okay. maybe that's why yeah, people you could... talk
2: about this more than mm-hmm. O2.
3: yeah because you can play as the solomon islands if you wanted to ah. you know but if you did you could yeah it could you it play just, as peg leg it... pete <laughs> peg <Peg-leg> leg
2: <laughs> pete and the pigs <laughs> the country yeah. very very communist <laughs> <laughs> of course
3: we love them even though they're pigs ironically yeah no this this game yeah this game was I think on the Xbox 360 as well if I'm not mistaken for some reason yeah (laughs) it was yeah I don't know these games are so special because as I, I think I've already mentioned it but you know just the idea of being able to play many different ways offline this was also I think you mentioned the lounge mode for for FIFA 06 but yeah they let you play as say one player could be as uh, be the defense, one player could be the midfield, one player could be the attacker, and you could all play on the same team. Stuff like that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and I mean, I don't know, the, the level of detail maybe wasn't good, but the fact that you could go on to like an Iceland, for example, and see their national team and see every single player listed is crazy. Yeah, I back mean, then that was pretty cool. Yeah, you didn't really have mm-hmm. that anywhere for any kind of game. And like a lot of these games it's kind of interesting, especially in North America. A lot of these games have been credited for people actually getting into the sport. And that's something a lot of people don't talk about too, mm-hmm. where this was a gateway in and of its own. Um, you think about like, say in 2004, there wasn't much soccer on TV. And obviously I, I work in soccer now and there's tons of soccer, but at that time you're, you were sort of limited. And the idea that you could buy something that would have, all of these players and all of these teams that you would in theory, you would think probably never get to see, or maybe if you do, it's, you know, maybe like randomly on a Sunday morning, you'll be able to catch it on a a sports network or something like this was an important gateway for a lot of people, which I think is, is, is worth telling as well. Yeah.
2: That definitely can't be understated for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's definitely something a lot of people don't talk about, but yeah, for, especially uh, in the U S in a country that, you know, uh, was kind of just starting to get, into soccer a little bit with, you know, MLS almost folding a couple times there, but uh, starting, <laughs> starting to get some upward tra- trajectory. These games for all the different platforms they were on, like that, that helped a lot. It's really interesting to see how MLS started with their own game
3: and then obviously signed up f- with FIFA because that, just getting your team or your league in the game is actually a lot of, it means a lot for your brand. Classic example is there is a player who signed out of the CPL, uh, league that I work for in Canada, should mention that, Um, (laughs) a player that signed out of there to our team in the Netherlands and we have a quote from him and it was the first question I had for him was, how do you like, how did you, you know, this team? And he said, yeah, I've seen them on FIFA because their, their team name starts with an A. So they're the first team that shows up when you go to the Netherlands. And like quotes mm-hmm. like that are so weird because it, it really does help your brand in ways that people really, I don't think understand because, you know, if I'm MLS, yeah, I can make my own game. They probably made pretty good money partnering with ESPN and Konami as well to have a game like that. And Konami still with Pez, they have a couple of yeah. exclusive uh, partnerships. Actually, Juventus uh, is has signed a, a fully exclusive deal with them. So now they're not even in the FIFA game. They're like the only first division team in the world not in it um, or major team. But, you know, you could still make money doing that. But by just sort of throwing your team in with, you know, uh, Premier League and La Liga and Serie A, like it helps your brand immensely. And I don't think even back then, especially in 2006, they really understood that. No. Teams anyways, teams and leagues.
1: Yeah, it, it's going back to like the I'm just going to go back to something that I know like just putting small bands like indie bands into video games with big bands like putting uh I don't know what small bands in Tony Hawk games but like just putting them on the same bill with like Bad Religion or Rage Against the Machine at the time is just a great way for people to discover new things and it's it's a good avenue for you know sport local sports teams or whatever to to take to
3: just get recognized yeah mm-hmm.
1: clearly works well,
3: yeah actually the FIFA 2006 soundtrack was crazy it had oh it had a what's that one song it's like a swedish yeah you know cobra style you know what i'm uh, talking about no okay i'll send it to you guys after <laughs> by the teddy bears uh it's uh it was in it was in one of those movies with the uh, you know uh, employee of the month it was an employee of the month oh i love oh, that I, do. Movie.
1: I remember that movie i don't remember that song <laughs> <laughs> i love those shit that's like, comedies from the mid-2000s
3: though yeah <laughs> oh actually it had a uh, block party helicopter oh that's
1: sweet sweet all right. So uh, can we move on to the last final soccer game on the Nintendo game?
2: Team? Let's do it. Yeah. The final game.
1: Final one. FIFA 2007 was released on October 3rd, 2006. Uh, if you wanted to buy it today, it would probably cost you about 20 bucks in stores or on eBay. Front of the box, we got Wayne, Mark Rooney. Wait, are there more than there's three players on the front? Oh, crap. <laughs> right, two names. And then Ronaldo. <laughs> Ronaldo, Ronaldo. Pretty good about getting different players every year. <laughs> like if there's eleven thousand yeah. soccer players in your game, why is it the same guy on the cover every time? Good point. I, is we need like the more Mario FIFA. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this game again, nice and concise platforms. It was on Windows, P, uh, three hundred and sixty, PS two, Xbox, GameCube, PSP, DS, and Game Boy Advance,
2: and it was developed by EA Canada. I guess EA Canada did all these games, all the, yeah, uh, they the have... FIFA games. Pretty much all the way through, yeah. Yeah, uh,
3: yeah. They've they've done fantastic out there. Like, now that's Vancouver,
2: <laughs> I'm assuming, right? EA yes. Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It is. Uh, I don't know anything about FIFA 07. I'm just gonna spoiler alert. I'm I'm assuming it's close to FIFA 06, <laughs> but uh, maybe you can. Uh...
3: Well, this is kind of it for GameCube, right? This is the last one. But this is the last one. They kept going on PlayStation 2 till like FIFA 4. 4- FIFA 14 or something like that yeah Yeah, FIFA 14 was the last one so did they just stop uh for GameCube because they all those games stopped at that point or is that they didn't want to deal with how poor the GameCube both probably (laughs) probably (laughs) yeah Yeah, I I mean you nailed it there yeah. yeah I was trying to sound very political I didn't need to be it sucked i was trying to
1: find i was trying to find sales in terms of the fifa games on gamecube i couldn't find any numbers because this is the era where you can't really it's i'm sure you can find it but it's really hard to find specific game sales you can find like how much fifa 07 sold but it's really hard to find how much sold on gamecube versus ps2 versus psp it's kind of all lumped into one big total Mm -hmm. so
3: i see so the biggest hint is that when you see when they stop making it for one platform that's a bit of a tell that it wasn't selling well
1: yeah, yeah that, that's kind of the only real explanation you can gather from that is that it just it wasn't selling similar to like but also just dance like, is still being released on wii <laughs> oh, not
2: anymore not anymore yeah 2020 is the last stand last one
3: yeah <laughs> last stand last dance uh yeah i, I think also like we, we could talk a little bit about the the next gen but uh, the 360 games and, and the ps3 uh sports games early on were terrible like the way that EA sort of, they jumped in a little early, I think, with all those games because they had FIFA, NHL, had uh, NBA as well. All of those games, you look back, they're incredibly broken. And I, I think mm-hmm. that ended up killing the NBA franchise. It, it did.
2: Yeah, that was one of the reasons for sure. I remember that being one of the
1: pe- things like I was on uh, when I was on my baseball team and, and, the, and the systems were coming out that, that Christmas. I remember that was like the the thing everyone was talking about were the sports games. Everyone was really hyped about like, oh, it looks like it looks like real life now. Like this is it. Like you can see the sweat. You can see the whatever. And uh, it's, it's good to know that they weren't good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like I just remember that being like the thing people were looking forward to. And yeah, that 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 does suck that they took such a dip in quality. Yeah. But they still came out every year like They haven't missed a year.
2: So I guess what we can say to kind of end this off. But I just want to ask and put this question out there to you, Marty. Um, what do you think would have happened if Nintendo kept going with FIFA?
3: Yeah, I'm sure that it would be bad because mm-hmm. I, I mean, if I think that from the from the publisher's point of view, if I'm EA Sports, like the way that they were neutered with the GameCube and then the idea that they're just going to be neutered again with the Wii, that was probably the biggest reason why they pulled out, right? Because if you look at I don't know. I feel like I would be pissed. They would want to have a game on there, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah, now, now you're faced with like, yeah, I'm sorry. I played the all play game that you gave me, Mike. Uh, thank you so much for the gift. I really appreciate it. It's great. I love it so much, but it's bad to play. Yeah. Lot, I
2: love the all the all play brand. Oh, it's they're so good. Such a weird thing. It's one. It's it's one of those things that it doesn't hit anything well, right? It, it misses the mark mm-hmm. on everything.
3: The whole point about FIFA now is that it includes everything. It's such a it's such a, a a mega product on the market that it draws everybody in because it, like you mentioned, Mike, it has all the licenses. And I feel like if there was some sort of uh, game for Wii uh, or you know. Um, and I guess the switch more consistently. I feel like people wouldn't be drawn to it because it would be it would have less. It would inherently have less. And for a game that needs to have more and more and more, you know, I feel like that's that's going to be its biggest drawback. I feel like it would have failed, and they would have had to pull it out eventually, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Marty, I had a question just, uh, before we close
1: out, usually when we do these like big groups of games, we kind of like to give a recommendation to the listener. Like if let's say I, I had, you know, you have 20 bucks, you have to decide between buying obviously, like if you wanted to buy the ESPN one, it's going to set you back a bit, but the, these games all cost under 20 bucks for the most part. So if you had to decide between picking up, uh, one of these classic FIFA games or like some, you know, cat food for your cat, which FIFA game would you pick? Um, uh,
3: well, I think first off you go down to the, uh, the horse track. Uh, or the virtual one if you need to when when they open and you put all twenty dollars on the the last place horse and hopefully it wins. Last and eight. if it wins, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you you vote. Hopefully, hopefully there's one called the peg leg because <laughs> pick peg leg. Peg leg wins. You take that money. You go buy Disney Sports Soccer. Just okay, kidding.
4: definitely
3: not. <laughs> 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 no, no, I think. I think it has to be FIFO six because it's also it's, it's got sort of one foot in the past. And I've already mentioned on, on the show, if you go too far back with, with soccer games, it tends to get unplayable, especially with, with what we have now. Um, but it's got sort of a foot in each camp. And I think it's, I think it's actually a beautifully, beautifully laid out game. And, um, you know, especially like I mentioned with the, with the, Lighting, whatnot. That's the, that's the one. Okay. That's That's that's
2: our stamp of recommendation. Uh, (laughs) The soccer game. When you play
3: soccer, it's all about the lighting.
2: (laughs) Uh, Finally, I can see. (laughs) It's been years. Sweet. Good
1: episode, guys.
3: Okay. Should I, should I hang up before? uh, Should I just hang up abruptly? Yeah, you can just do a
2: little pop out if you You want. You just got like, guys, I got to go now.
3: Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, anyways, it was good talking to you guys. I really appreciate. It. I miss you, Marty. I'll
1: see you at the next concert we go to together.
2: <laughs> you like his? You like his just disconnect there?
1: Oh, is he gone? Yeah,
2: yeah, he's gone. Yeah.
1: Oh man. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, Marty, I
1: gotta say, he was very knowledgeable about FIFA games. I'm very glad that we had him. Oh, I.
2: Well, if we didn't have him, we would barely be talking in this episode. There'd be a lot of just large, large portions of silence.
1: Yeah. I would have been carrying it with my uh, with my uh, portfolio of names to read. <laughs> so, Mike, what can what can our listeners uh, be looking forward to on our next episode?
2: Well, in episode four, uh, we're going to be talking about clone games, and no, it's not Star Wars: The Clone Wars or Attack of the Clones, your favorite movie uh we're gonna be (laughs) talking or clone high uh no we're gonna be talking about some games that we consider to be almost clone games of uh of other either popular nintendo games or just other games in general some of these include kelly slater's pro surfer vex and of course sphinx and the cursed mummy (laughs) so stay tuned for that
1: great All right. Well, yeah, thank you very much for downloading the episode. And don't forget to uh, subscribe to us on your favorite podcast service and check us out on Instagram. See you Later.
0: later. Bye. GameCube. Over 600 games you've never heard of. GameCube. The product of what happens when you think inside the box. GameCube. It had a handle so you could bring it to the homes of friends you definitely had. At least it was better
4: than the N64.